Ooh, it's all right, scary. Ooh. <laughs> hey, Fred. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it is. It is my favorite time of year. It's my favorite season. We are starting it as early as possible. It is indeed all right, scary, because mm. Dragula season three is is knocking at the door and uh, don't answer. <laughs> don't they the call is not coming from inside the house this time uh no. there's a bunch of ghouls and spooks outside and they are gonna you know get rid of you so yeah uh, i think that's yeah that's that's how the show works isn't it it's kind of like a um a hunger game situation right <laughs> they eat each other it's very they different. eat each other <laughs> yeah they're all kind of doing like a, a rendition of that movie alive <laughs> Except they're not, you know, Colombian soccer players or whatever it was. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot who those people were. Uh, Peruvian, maybe, or maybe they were stuck in the Andes. They were, yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, speaking of cannibalism, let's let's eat up these queens. This episode of All Right, Mary Marys, uh, we're gonna we're gonna change the name from Meet the Queens to Meet the Creatures. Uh, not only is it appropriate for Bully Brothers Dracula, but also because we have a very diverse cast of performers this season and it's no longer just queens well i don't want to be please welcome to the stage will actually but will actually we could call it meet the monsters oh well yes meet the monsters i like creatures because of the e sound meet the creatures you know so and you know rupaul says that c that that k sound <laughs> according to sid caesar is so pleasing um Meet the monster. It's too hard to get to the second M, you know? <laughs> well, I do love M&Ms, Mary. I do. Yeah, yeah. I, Mommy I maybe mashed them, them, so, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, and I went to Reese's Pieces. Uh, I. <laughs> oh, Henry. I lo- <laughs> I'll give you a hundred grand to move on from this. <laughs> oh, my brain is Skittles right now. I can't even. Um... I'm a, whatchamacallit. Uh, so, <laughs> Butterfingers uh, over there. Yeah. <laughs> This season of Dragula has both Almond Joy and Mounds. Sometimes you feel like a nut. And sometimes you are (laughs) non-binary. Bra V, Mary. Bra V. Yeah. Yeah. I Uh, I will say, just on the outset, uh, I'm... I'm a little disappointed with the casting of season three because I thought after our recap of season two that some drag king would pop up somewhere and realize their name was Papa Xanax. So, yeah, I still wait. Hey, listen, Dragula season four, RuPaul's Drag Race season 427. Please welcome (laughs) to the stage Papa Xanax. You know, by that point, I think maybe by season 400, they might be interested in like, you know, something else. But <laughs> what's the what's the 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 drug that um, Sally Field uh, always hawks for osteoporosis? Uh, oh, oh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the rough and tumble exterior of Bo Neva. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, she's cracking and breaking all over that stage, Mary. I love yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just strong like bull, but she can, you know, she could do a death drop just by, you know, picking up a bowling ball. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, Boniva, the Bo- <laughs> Bo- Boniva, uh, please, Shante, you stay. Uh, Shante, you stay, and yes. and please lay down for thirty minutes after taking your bone, <laughs> taking your dosage. That's uh, what I always remembered. You had to ra- lay down for thirty minutes. It's like what happens? It all like goes right to your feet, and you've got like concrete feet and jello skull. Like what happened? You know, I, I imagine like a drag competition with all of these. Uh, drag monsters named after drugs. So, like, mm-hmm. obviously, Boniva would be going with Activia, uh, you know, and that mm-hmm. j- person mm-hmm. would just be like crazy and on speed all the time. Um, <laughs> and having lots of diarrhea because of all yeah, the amphetamines yes, running yes, through the yes. system. So, they'd, be, yeah, a f- they'd yeah. be filthy. They would be a filthy They'll, queen. Yeah. Scat queen. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Marys, let's jump in to this cast. Uh, I will say that, uh, you know, while the announcement by RuPaul came out, I think today or uh, someday, uh, Sister Mary Shane sent me a promo on Instagram of RuPaul saying, get ready, season 12 and All Stars 5 are coming. And I just wanted to hide under a rock. But yeah, I, I will say that uh, looking up the, the half of the cast that I was able to look up, because I know you looked up the other half, um, I got really excited going through their Instagrams and, and seeing some of their videos. It, it's, it's a really great cast. Uh, I want to ask you a question just at the start. There are 11 queens. Do you think that there's a secret queen hiding? I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it would be awesome. I feel like, you know, the only the <clears throat> so the downside of being the secret queen is you don't get to be in all the promos. Mm-hmm. So yeah. obviously they did. Well, no, they didn't do this in season 11. We she was back with a vengeance. We knew from the beginning. Right. But I so I guess my point is, like, if someone is going to come back, I kind of feel like they need to not need all like Shangela in season three. We all knew who she was as soon as she walked in, you know? Right. Um, Cynthia Lee Fontaine, for better or for worse. We all knew, you know, when she was back in season nine, it was like, okay, yeah, Cynthia. Got it. Cuckoo. Got it. Um, And so uh, I think that would have to be the thing. If it was a brand new queen that nobody knew, it'd be like, well, shit, you're you're starting, you know, uh, you know, four miles back, you know. Right. Well, so that makes me think it might be a contestant from season one or season two so i guess uh, here it's just a fun little game if there was a contestant from season two that you'd like to come back uh that deserves a second shot maybe not a bora right because she got to top four and you know then she won alaska's drag race or whatever it was called um is there a queen particular uh, outside of the top four that you would want to see come back the first one that comes to mind in terms of a queen that felt like she went home too early was dolly Oh, that's a great one. That's yeah, a great one. It felt one. like it was like almost kind of like a Trixie Mattel in season seven where it was like, like the first time where it was like, oh, oh, you're gone. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> I, I feel like you were going to stay longer. Uh, and I yeah. think they even kind of said the same thing on the season. Like she definitely went home too soon. Uh, um, yeah, she's, I could, she's I could totally artist. see her coming back. Yeah. yeah. Then it would be the battle of the dollies, right? Because there's. Yeah. Dolly. Yeah. 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 Uh, and even look a little similar like i'm sure people who know their drag would be like they don't look anything alike but 
um i don't know i mean i would my statement (laughs) stand by it i i I do endorse it um i I, I endorse it (laughs) i i think i would be remiss if i did not say disasterina i just feel like i mean where would the world be without disasterina uh, she is. Yeah, she is such good TV, and I think uh, just a, a great kooky drag queen. That I mean, granted, I don't know season three yet, so I don't know who the the kooky one is, if there is a kooky one. But Disasterina, I mean, God, what a what a fun queen to watch. So I would vote for yeah. her. Yeah, I it'd be interesting. Like I, I guess my question would be like Disasterina to me feels like a very like this is established drag. You either like it or you don't, and. I my question would be what would be the point of bringing her back in terms of do they want to see more do they expect more I'd I'd love to see more of her I think she's great I would be equally content with seeing her come back the same way we saw Meatball in season two oh, come back in little bits God you're you're too goddamn convincing anyway you took Dolly so I had to take somebody else and I wasn't gonna pick I, I wasn't gonna pick Erica Clash not because yeah. I don't love Erica Clash but because you know I, I I for the same reason you talked about Disasterina it's like well why would Erica come back Yeah um yeah Dolly seems like the one that it was just like you came in seventh that queen Yeah yeah. 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 I think that feeling of like, oh, we we didn't see enough of you. Like we saw a lot of Disasterina. So, yeah, I think that's that's where my vote would be. I don't really know season one well enough to kind of pick someone from there. Is there someone for people listening who you think would be a good choice from season one? Oh, I mean, Loris. Oh, God. Loris is so scary. (laughs) Mm hmm. Well, um, we got some scary bitches this yeah, season. I'll we say do, that. we do. I think Loris would be great. Uh, Meatball came in fourth. Um, mm-hmm. and she's she's obviously had something of a career. She came back for season two. Um, so I would say Loris, uh, just because I loved mm-hmm. her drag. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with season one, right? Because it's it seems like if you go back and watch season one, have you? You haven't watched it yet, right? No, just the the like first and maybe last episode, I think. So if you go back, you'll you'll see that it is very much like a pilot season, that it is very much RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race season one. And so I think Queens will come back uh, to compete as surprise guests or if there's ever a Dragula All-Stars. I don't know if the Boulay Brothers yeah, are going to well, do that. One queen I think we can both agree we'd like to see come back for season three is Israel. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, I got really excited. Man, we're keeping our listeners on the edge of their seat. Um, I got really excited when I heard that the Bully Brothers were excited about the Queens, obviously, but what they were most excited about was to reveal all of the little acting vignettes that they do every episode. Uh-huh. And I forgot how much I missed those and how much I loved how campy they were, how they referenced so beautifully and then twisted uh, something uh, of in like, you know, queer lore and queer culture. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to see them. I love what they do in drag. So it's going to be I think it's going to be a good season. And yes, Israel, I'm sure Israel will be back. He, basically the 13th queen, right? The 13th monster. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I, I would imagine Israel will come back and um, yeah, I'm excited to see those little vignettes. I feel like it's reminiscent of when, you know, they cut to the runway and they show RuPaul entering and we always say, oh, it's her show. It's her show. And in case you forget, it's her show. Like, you never forget it's their show. (laughs) Right, right. And, you know, the the vignettes are also... 
it's kind of like on All Stars when the judges have nothing to do during deliberation, right? And so then they just do mm-hmm. something silly. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like that is a great moment for a real bit that the Bully Brothers have just they've they've claimed their place with because it 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 is so brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, the the production value is high in season two for those bits. Um, I would have to imagine with the, you know. I don't know the popularity of Dragula now with the the increased cash prize with I, the the guest stars. I'm sure they're going to have you know or the guests they're going to have in season three. I am expecting Avatar or better. Mm. Just putting it out there. <laughs> Avatar or better. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So where their hair don't is in that movie. Isn't that where they're they're with their hair? They couple and have sex with. The, the the little flying bird basically that, that's po- that may have been the English patient I don't know I've never <laughs> seen Avatar um, you've never seen Avatar oh okay no um, no gross really? I'm, I'll see it in like twenty years once it's over and I'll be like oh my god did you guys see Avatar and everyone will be like yeah <laughs> we did that's how I like to do this I okay I, you know live your life Mary you live your yeah. life hey, yeah hey, keep on chasing the paper right um that's you, oh, so, you got me there. <laughs> So let's let's start off with these these monsters, Mary, these creatures. Uh, the first gra- drag creature uh, that I'll start with, I believe, is the one to watch. Yovska. So Yovska uh, is considers himself a monster impersonator or a goblin impersonator um, <clears throat> because the drag that he does is not. Uh, it's not male or female necessarily. Um, have, did, have you seen any videos or pictures of Yoska? Yeah, I watched a little. It was some because important to mention Yoska is Canadian, Canadian yes. Mexican, according to the RuPaul's Drag Race backslash wiki backslash Yovska. Um, yeah, I saw some little um, vignette that some Canadian news broadcasting, maybe CBC or whatever they are, uh, did on Yovska and. I think I watched it because I was like, I need to know who the human is under yes. this because yes. this is so far from right. <laughs> uh, d- other drag that, you know, the other drag that we won't talk about too much on this episode um, that I just needed to know who was underneath it and why he was doing this. And it's, yeah, I, really, really fascinating drag. I'm really, really excited to see how this translates to Dragula. Yeah, so Yovska basically uses and utilizes a lot of um, hand-sewn masks uh, and uh, or face masks even. Uh, so not just things that go on uh, the, the face, but that cover the whole head. And there's appendages and bells and balls all attached, depending on the look. Um, and yeah, it's, it's all very, very creative. I believe he makes everything himself and <clears throat> just does it unabashedly. Um, I, Yovska is actually the queen that I found the most information on because of that you know, that video, we got to spend mm-hmm. what was like 10 minutes with Yovska. Um, mm-hmm. uh, originally from Mexico, and um, I guess the, the drag, the this paranormal alien monster drag was influenced by being at home with his grandma watching paranormal documentaries as a kid, uh, which I uh. think is, is, is so very, very something that we can relate to. <laughs> Anytime someone's grandmother is an inspiration... <laughs> 
I can see myself in that. Yes. Yeah. And so anyway, so uh, he brings up the idea that, you know, religions demonized uh, religions, demonize queer identities and immigrants are called aliens. And, you know, when growing up as an immigrant to Toronto, um, he, you know, he felt different. He felt wrong. He was made fun of for being Mexican. And so that just kind of stays with you. And so he was like, well, how I want to I want to create a space where we're fond of what's paranormal, um, <clears throat> where we can become one of them. And so he puts on that drag like, OK, I'm an alien. All right. I'm a fucking monster. Here we go. Um, and I, I just I love that his identity or his drag persona is so tied to who he is as a person. And and also the fact that it's, you know, <clears throat> not just fluff, that there is uh, something political about it, that he is saying something more. Right. He's when when he walks into a room, I feel like uh, when we interviewed Jeannie, she said something like this. But, you know, when he walks in the room and is performing, he's like half the room is super excited. And the other half is like, what the fuck am I looking at? And, you know, and people yeah. people are spooked and they, they feel they question identity. They question, you know, what what how people express. Right. And he's he he thinks that drag should provoke people to think. And so, you know, uh, all of that thoughtfulness and obviously the artistry of Yovska, I'm just kind of like, all right. Are you just going to be top three? Should we just put you in the top three now? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think that that's, it, as Dragula kind of, the more seasons go on, the more kind of establishes a standard or a set of expectations. I think the question comes up of like, what does it take to win Dragula? Like, in particular, like, what is your, how flexible does your drag mm. need to be? Right. You know, we this happens on Drag Race all the time of like, you have to be able to adapt, you know, you have to let go of your drag. And I think, the thing with RuPaul's Drag Race is that they more often, you know, they, they choose queens whose drag has more fluidity in it in that it's not this, you know? Mm. And so this is so specific. It makes me think of Monique Shame, Monica Shannon, AKA, <laughs> um, you know, queens who do like drag that's just like, fuck the idea of, of like, you know, it's not just like, oh, I'm going to take the idea of putting on makeup and I'll just make it spooky. It's like, no, I'm going to put on this whole other like creature feature and you can figure it out from here. And, and you start to ask the question of like, where is where is the line, Bjork? Where is the line between this and like Angela Nong's dinosaur? You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, right. Uh I, I guess that is the challenge for Jovska at this point is like, can you do this without the face mask or can you use the face mask in, you know, a different way? Can you what how can you adapt to each challenge? I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, I, I in any event, I I think it would be a shame, not a Moniki shame, but a shame if mm. if Jovska went home early, uh, just because I, I do want to see a lot more. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I I'm always happy to see a Canadian on television. <laughs> I'm always, you know, and and I loved I, that part of the video that I loved. I really stuck with me was just pointing out like, oh yeah, immigrants are called aliens. Right. So I'm going to take that and I'm gonna be like, okay, great. I'm gonna be as alien as you, more alien than you can handle. And I think yeah. that's um, it's an interesting. I mean, we could go on a whole tangent, but we have you know ten other queens of just like, you know the. That, that you know that's gay culture you know what i mean like that idea of like i'm gonna take this thing and i'm gonna like blow it up yeah i'm gonna fuck with it yeah and i'm gonna fuck with it yeah, yeah. and then yeah. you won't know what to say about it right yeah. right because i'll uh, you know i'll take all the words out already yeah mm -hmm. yeah i'll change the language yeah so uh yeah i i'm excited too
So uh, let's move on to one of your queens, Mary. Yeah, well, let's talk about, you know, uh, one that, I mean, there's a couple that I have, you know, more more zhuzh about than others. Let's let's talk about Dahlia Black first. Okay. Uh, Dahlia Black is, I, I what I know just from my side of the research is just an interesting age range of queens. And Dahlia is also 23, much like Yavska. Dahlia is from Orlando. Uh, and Dahlia is, of course, Victoria Elizabeth Black's drag daughter. Oh, mm, my God. Um, Ugh. So it's always cool. I think that's so cool. You know, drag families on Dragula. I think that's really cool. Uh, I I think just from like, you know, looking up Dahlia's Instagram, checking out some of her videos. I think this is an example of that kind of drag that it's much like Victoria, where it was like, okay, you can you can kind of play all across the spectrum. You could be really beautiful. You could be really gross. And I think it's like... Uh, to me, I feel like the challenge with that kind of queen is knowing how to traverse the spectrum mm. and figure out, you know, should you be at a seven or a two or a nine or a 27, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what I'm looking for with Dahlia is like, I'm, I, and I'm wondering if there's, if there's going to be, or if there really is kind of this distinction that we'll start to see on Dragula of categorizing, like, well, these are the Yavskas and the Halloweaves and these are the Dahlia Blacks and the, oh, you know, sort of like the James Majesty kind of like queen. Like, I'm, I wonder if that divide starts to show up at all, or if like the line is too jagged, you know? Yeah. You know, I would hope, I hope that they go towards the more jagged only because I think a large purpose of a lot of these queens or in Dragula queens in general is to break down all of the types, you know, and resist the urge yeah. to be like, yep, I'm this type of queen. I'm this type of queen because it's like, nope, you know what? I'm going to be any type of queen I want. Yeah, I think it's a uh, I think it's tricky, right? It's like that's just the thing humans do. We just we're just we you want know, to categorize for categorization. But I mean, who better than you know, a room full of, you know, gender fucking drag performers to to take that challenge on. Right. Sure. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I mean, Dahlia Black, uh, you think she'll go far? Hot take? Hot take? These are all hot takes. Hot Mary. take. Hot take from the competition I'm seeing just from my side of the list. I think uh, Dahlia may be going the way of Kahana Montrese. <laughs> when it comes to drag daughters, purely because I don't know how you're going to go up against some of what else I've seen. Oh, I, oh, right. Okay. All right. So the, the competition is fierce and you think Dahlia is kind of like, well, we've seen it. Is that kind of what you're saying? Or is it just kind of I, like the, the competition is so great. It's so crazy. I think it's like just from the hot takes of like, you, you get a sense of what a drag performer is like and you start to see their Instagram and some videos and whatnot. And it's like, okay, wow, this is the world you play in. These are the colors you color with. This is the, the content you're going for and some of these performers it's like oh shit you have wow. so many layers okay and it's like whoa i i'm not seeing that from dahlia yet and the yet is very important so i Got know it. nothing yeah we know nothing <clears throat> yes mary we know nothing we're explaining it um yeah <clears throat> The joy of this is to look back and go, oh, my God, I can't believe Dahlia Black won. And I thought she was going to be like fucking Kahana Montrese. Right. Yeah. Like a Trinity Taylor. Remember that? Oh. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking. That's the perfect example is we all wrote her off. And now it's like, you know, eggs on our face. Yeah. Now I'm popping a Xanax every 10 minutes. So. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. What was the quote? Oh, uh, oh God. We'll have to go. Ugh. You gotta pop, gotta pop a Xanax. Xanax every ten minutes. Oh my god, yeah. 
<laughs> what was uh what what do we say with uh bitch puddin's quote? <laughs> oh, oh, um What are these so- glam rocks expensive? <laughs> Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. What about eighties? What about eighties? Clamrock's expensive. Yeah. yeah Dental it's, it's, plan. You gotta get it. You gotta get into that Joan Cusack territory. Yeah. If you don't get there, it's not. It's, what about? It, send it back. <laughs> what about eighties? Clamrock's expensive. <laughs> God, bitch pudding. God bless bitch pudding. All right. God, um, uh, or God, yeah. God damn bitch pudding. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, so the next one on my list I have is uh, a queen hailing from Boston, Massachusetts, Ms. Violencia, exclamation point. Um, Fans of uh, Grizzly Kiki uh, know that Violencia was interviewed uh, just after Bushwig uh, last year um, on Grizzly Kiki. And uh, she is uh, best friends with Neon Calypso. Um, so I, that, oh yeah, yeah, that might get your ears perked up. Um, and it's a great episode on Grizzly Kiki. You should go over there and listen to it to learn more about Violencia. You'll fall in love with her. And she talks about her nightgowns uh, performance with Neon, uh, where she's on a ladder and Neon comes out from underneath. Uh, yeah, uh, it it sounded amazing. Anyway, <clears throat> the first video that I saw of Violencia was from Bushwig of 2018, and I'm sorry, Mary, any queen that is going to lip sync to a Joanna Newsom song, already I'm interested in what they have to say. So yeah. she she does Sprout and the Bean, and she kind of plays this pixie woman creature of the forest. Uh, and it, you know, it's a pretty understated performance as because the song is, you know, just very simple folk and, and a harp. Uh, but it was captivating i just i was like okay she has thought behind her her drag she has thought behind her performance um and so i really appreciated the performance that i saw she's been doing drag for a very very long time um in and around boston and one thing i did learn about her is that she incorporates hot dogs and dairy into her performance so my guess is that she is going to be somewhat comedic that she is going to just kind of bring the filth, if you will. And that's kind of where her drag is going to go. Um, it seems that she edges towards uh, out-of-the-box drag with great face painting. Um, I just feel like she has great face painting skills. Um, and her performances are just kind of all over the map. I mean, I guess it just depends on where she is, where she's performing. But she certainly is a performer, right? That's where her strength lies is in the performance rather than just the looks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, all I can say is, well, you must heard some good things oh, about her and God, I better catch I, up. Oh, God, Mary. Horseradishes. Uh, um. yeah. <laughs> I really relish that pun. Oh, Sorry. God. Oh God. I'm, uh, uh, yeah. I'm just my bouncing my buns here. now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, um. God. They got hot wieners. Um, that's my Gary Marshall. <laughs> they got hot wieners. They got hot wieners. <laughs> I think that's from Never Been Kissed. Yeah. No. Uh, isn't that from Hocus Pocus? No. I'm pretty sure he says, because he's the boss in Never Been Kissed, and they go to the baseball game. Oh, and he's And he's, right. he's like, hot wieners. They got hot wieners. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, so. Uh, yeah, so I believe Valencia will be bringing – the hot wieners, uh, maybe the bun, maybe, you know, maybe Atkins. Maybe, is, you know. maybe, maybe. Listen, I'm, it's fine if she just wants to 
put it on a napkin or a lettuce bib. I don't or lettuce bib, bib lettuce. You know, a little <laughs> lettuce bib. Could you imagine? Oh, <laughs> yeah, made a bib lettuce. Yeah, that'd be man. Uh, so anyway, uh, before we hit an iceberg with these puns. Uh, oh Jesus! Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. You're oh, on your Jesus. own here, Mary. You're a drift. Yeah. <laughs> you are a drift at sea. Kill me now. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I didn't do any research on Valencia, but I'm. My question is: Is there any relationship to Dax? Exclamation point. I I I believe there is. I believe there is a relation. Uh, yes. But <laughs> I, I, but but I again, like that wasn't a relation. That uh that was not part of the you know the stuff that I found out about her. Um, I'm sure many of our mayors would be like, "Yeah, she was. How could you forget?" Um, no, wait. So I'm I'm on that fandom that RuPaul's Drag Race fandom.com page, and it and here is the exact line from the trivia section. Only one piece of trivia. Even though Violencia shares the same last drag name as Dax! Exclamation point. There isn't relationship between them. <laughs> and I quote. There Thank isn't you. relationship. There isn't relationship. Um, well, yeah. I'm I'm happy that that was a detail that I did not just assume. So yeah, so unlike you. So yeah. Well, I asked. I just all I did was ask. We need to make space for inquiry in this country, or else, girlfriend, we're going. Oh, we're going to shambles. You, girlfriend, you are so on. Girlfriend, mm. I believe in love. Girlfriend, uh, you are so on. Girlfriend, when I become president, New Zealand, you better watch your Kiwis. Uh. Um, so anyway, let's talk about, okay, I, you know what? I, there's so many ones I want it that I'm excited about. So how about I'll mix them up. Let's get to a queen who uh, going into this season, I was immediately the most excited about. I think a lot of people were. <gasps> that's, of course, e- Eva Destruction. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh my, so yeah. what was your first... When did you first know about Eva Destruction? Because I, I have a very distinct moment memory. My first exposure to Eva, uh, I saw the, not the Atlanta Pride laughing track performance, but the other place performance from 2014, where she does a mix of laughing track and royalty. And she's in the, like this very kind of raggedy and raggedy. Yes, that's what I saw too. That's the first yep. time I knew about Eva Destruction. And I was like, can this be a lip sync, a uh, last chance lip sync? And then I was like, no, it can't be a last chance lip sync because I just watched a queen lip sync to it. It's so fabulous. It's so brilliant. Uh, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it it's so good. I remember, I don't know when I saw it, but I remember that was like, I don't know, who knows what brings her to these things. But it was, watching that performance, it was like, okay, this is, it's the same feeling I get when I see a performance from like, oh my God. Best Supporting Actress. It was yeah. just like, wow. Yeah. There's something here. There's something you're doing. Remember the video Eva- that Bitch Puddin showed us of the the drag queen that set things on fire and then had to flee because she wasn't allowed to? It's that type of performance where I'm just shocked and in awe. Yeah. And then the other thing about Eva that I, I really love, I've seen her do other things that are totally different. Like just, I've seen her do a Mommy Dearest thing and mm. I've seen her do like just like, uh, stuff that is not clowny at all is not spooky at all and i think to go back to that you know not to be not to harp on the importance of versatility but it is you know a life thesis but i think that eva destruction has uh, such versatility that you kind of think well geez okay any 
any aesthetic or any challenge thrown her way, she's able to move up and down that scale. I already can see that. Right, but right. I think the important part about that is like, you know, uh, as RuPaul, you know, RuPaul says, you know, well, how are you going to make it funny? And I think the question for Dragula is like, how are you going to make it scary? And so oh. Eva, I don't have any questions of how she's going to do it. I'm just so excited to see compared to some of what I've seen some of, from some of the other queens, how she, how much grosser she could get. Okay. You know? Yeah. I mean, I just, I feel like with the scary question, it's like, if you're a clown, most people are like, yep, you're already there. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, but you know, it's like, I'm so excited to talk about hollow Eve. Cause that's who I keep thinking about is like, Oh, Okay. The level of gross. I know. Been, the bar I, we'll, has been raised. We'll 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 talk about her in just a second. But uh, as far as Eva destruction goes, my I I believe she will go far. I guess I have a, a broader question. Do you think that the Boule brothers and Dragula are going to kind of take on a RuPaul's Drag Race model, where if you are already a popular queen? that you'll go further. Do you think Eva, just because of her following already, that she is kind of guaranteed a top five slot? Or do you think they're going to make her work for it? That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I would like to believe that that's not the kind of show they run and that mm, like everybody, right. you know, it plays a fair game. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, because I, I think at the same time, there's there can be the narrative of like a seasoned queen who comes on a show and just like you know goes out second goes yeah. out first she was ready work. to rock and roll Woo! yeah and then you and then know she it was turned out to be singing just, the blues yeah, yeah singing the blues there you go mary thank you the beach ball You're was welcome. up <laughs> yeah bing uh yeah i uh i don't know it could go either way i think eva destruction is a queen that people have been wanting to see on rupaul's drag race many seasons over mm. i think eva tried many times right. uh fun fact she has a great bianca del rio uh, snatch game performance in <laughs> like kind of real on youtube that is spot on i would have loved to see that but i don't know my guess is she's gonna go really far i think she's top three in material already and um, I have no problem if I see that coming and it happens because it means I get to see Eva all season. Sure. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say top three, top four, right? I'm, I'm mm -hmm. right. I'm right in there. It's very hard for me to find the top three, uh, but top definitely top five uh, for sure. Cause who knows what's going to happen uh, if there's going to be a top mm -hmm. four or a top, anyway. Um, yeah. The, the next one on my list, unless you have anything else about the fabulous Eva, no, just, I mean, I think that's probably potentially for a lot of listeners might be the queen they're most familiar with. And if you're not lucky, you, you get to go watch all her, oh, you yeah. know, amazing performances and that laughing track performance. Oh, so, God. you know, no gatekeeping here. This is you. I wish that I didn't see that so I could see that. Mm -hmm. um, the next one I don't have much to say about because, quite frankly, there isn't a lot about her. Um, St. Lucia from Atlanta. Uh, I heard you need a new faith. Worship me. Uh, she is on Instagram and not much of her is found on YouTube. I searched and searched and searched and I just don't see much of her in, per, in person, in performance. Uh, so I guess for me, she looks gorgeous. I mean, her face is painted perfectly and she looks really spooky, really kind of... <clears throat> Um, sexy, sexy, gross, uh, filthy, gorgeous, if you will. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I guess the challenge for St. Lucia is 
can can you perform right we'll we'll see because i at this point i i can't predict because i haven't seen anything yeah i mean uh the only thing that the fandom page that i'm looking at now really says is that like reddit did not discover her before the cast reveal and she's fairly new on the drag scene so i would imagine there's a correlation um yeah you know to me like when i hear things like that like oh she's relatively new i don't know i i think especially i think it's like with drag race i don't know it could go either way if a queen is relatively new either they're just not ready or they are just some kind of like wonderkind that just figures it the fuck out as they go sure i just feel like either like a, is, like a valentina is, kind of thing right yeah where it's just like oh wow look there's there's an iceberg underneath all this and so um i don't know uh i don't know what to say i know i know nothing about her and i i don't know i mean it's it, she didn't when i saw her in the little cast reveal and i watched bitch puddings little meet the queens oh, reaction same, video same yeah um <laughs> you know i did at no point I was like oh, all right saint lucia yeah here's this is one that's on my mind as I'm leaving this meet oh. the Queens moment, you know? Okay. Um, kind of forgot about her. Yeah. You know, uh, oh man, I totally forgot what I was going to say. It was some stupid joke. Uh, oh, oh, it was just a quote, uh, you know, from Clueless. Something told me not to miscount, not to discount Miss Geist. So it's like something told yes. me not to discount St. Lucia. Uh, St. Lucia. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, yeah, I, uh, Maybe maybe she will blow us away uh, and surprise us. And I guess that's what's also exciting about casting these new up-and-coming queens or queens that actually haven't had a shot at a platform uh, where it's like, okay, great, here it is. Do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's be exciting, too, for somebody to show up and then, like, this is how they blow up. I mean, even if she doesn't do well... Oh, you know, yeah. More people will know better than they did before. Exactly. So it's a great start. She'll go on tours and yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dragula is, I, th- I feel like season three, Dragula is when a lot more people are going to notice, especially that it's, you know, going to be coming out live on, uh, on Amazon. There's been a lot of buzz about it. We've been, kind of been waiting. I feel like Alaska and Willem and some of those other, like Sharon Needles, I think a lot of those queens <clears throat> also talk up Dragula. So, you know, and the people that live in L.A. obviously know about the Boulay brothers. So I, I just feel like it's, it's, it's going to blow up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good thing. And so any queen on, on this platform is going gonna, is gonna to be big. Yeah, and I think a lot of, you know, at least in, in some circles, probably not huge circles, but I think there are certainly eyes on Dragula as like an alternative to Drag Race, I think, as people feel like, oh my God, the season 12, yeah. All-Stars 5, all right, like, oh, this again. But, you know, then there's, well, here's an alternative, you know, here's a new flavor you may not be getting. Right, so, right, thank you know, God. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's exciting to watch that happen, yeah. Um. Speaking of new flavors, uh, let's get to ho- yes. Hollow Eve. Yes. Uh, Hollow Eve is the first uh, drag monster assigned female at birth who refers to themselves as a post-binary drag socialist. Um, <laughs> so watch out, Sasha Valor. Uh, we've got someone to take it to a whole new level. And uh, this is the Wait, queen can that you I... say the phrase again? That's brilliant. Post-binary drag socialist. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go with they, them. I'm just going to, I'm going to land there. But uh, I, so yeah, so Hollow Eve, 
uh, I describe as like divine from hell. They basically, they do, this is John Waters territory, but like in the dumpster. There, I watched this little <laughs> clip of them doing a video. I think Dra- uh, Disasterina does some little video series called like My Drag is Valid. I th- and I don't know much about it. I just discovered it. Find this little interview, but I found this clip that they posted on Instagram of talking about some filthy act that they do. And I I can remember it, and I don't think I'm going to describe all of it here because there's probably people who don't want to hear. It's it's pretty gross. Like it involves like syringes and urine and piercing and tampons and so obviously so you know what I mean. Like some people don't want that pushed in their ears, but if you want to know what their filthy act was that I now can't get out of my brain, you can go check out Halloween's Instagram. So Halloween is from San Francisco. I'm like, okay, well that's perfect. That makes sense. Mm. I, again, I don't know much about them, but from what I saw on Instagram, it's the kind of drag where you're like, you're, you're uncomfortable. You're nervous. You're excited. You're not sure what you're going to, they're going to do. You're afraid they're, you know, are they going to hurt themselves? Are they going to consider that hurting themselves? Or is that part of the act? Like it's so much, uh, volatility and like also like it's just a lot of, um, you can, you can tell there's a lot of thought there as well. I think that's when you're like watching that little clip of them talking to Disasterina about that filthy act, there was a humanity about how they were talking about it and a sense of humor about it and an awareness about what they were doing. It wasn't just this inaccessible, gross thing. Got it. So uh, that you're hearing about it was someone who's like, yeah, I'm, I am trying to fuck you up and gross you out. I know what I'm doing. And it was, it was cool. So Hollow Eve, I'm, like that this was a queen where i looked through their instagram and i was like fuck yeah same you same you are a force to be reckoned with yeah. and i now i'm like okay well watch your back eva you yeah know? yeah watch your back eva for me hollow is top three top four for sure i i just feel yeah. like they if if they don't go that far it would be uh unfortunate for the show right because we want to see really talented queens stay as long as possible or monsters stay as long as possible right Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, of course it's exciting just because we've seen so much drag that is just, you know, one, one or two specific gender identities. It's just, it's the mere fact that we're seeing a different gender expression on a drag competition show after a lot of fatigue from RuPaul's Drag Race, like these kind of changes beyond just being tired of like multiple seasons of Drag drag Race, but seeing this diversity in the casting, this diversity in the stories that these performers are trying to tell like i'm not trying to be all like all right you know uh, all right mary or like you know oh oh i'm so happy for diversity do i get my brownie points now right it's like i i'm not i don't i don't need those points i don't fucking care i i'm more interested in the fact that halloween has a very specific point of view and story to tell that we're never going to hear on drag race yeah exactly i mean i don't want to eat macaroni and cheese every single night even though i love it right it's like Yep. After a while, you're going to be like, give me something else, please. I, I know that there's more. I know that I can see the refrigerator. People keep telling me about what's in the refrigerator. Uh-huh. Serve it to me, please. Yeah. Yeah. And stop telling me that's only breakfast right. food. Right. Right. Exactly. Thank you. Stop telling me that's only breakfast food. I'm going to have an omelet or a bowl of cereal mm-hmm. at night. Thank you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Uh, oh God. Yeah. Hollow Eve. My, ugh. 
I mean, freaky, freaky shit. Uh, freaky, freaky shit, and I, I'm, I'm really impressed. Yeah. Um, and they're 36, so it's nice to see some queens in their 30s. Mm. Um, you know, just to just to mix up the points of view. Disasterina being older, it was there was that one point where she was like, "You guys need to grow up. This is not what it's about." And it was, <laughs> uh, it was a great moment. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Oh God, the voice of reason uh, coming from yeah. Disasterina, right? Yeah. yeah, I know. Ironically enough, yeah. <laughs> Shania. The booze gives her a personality and some, you know, some wisdom apparently. Yeah, yeah, and then and then her pussy gets stabbed. So, well, <laughs> I mean, listen, it comes to us all. <laughs> um, the next one on my list is Priscilla Chambers from Asheville, North Carolina. Another younger queen, twenty three years old. Um, this queen, she is a vamp. She is a, a fabulous dancer, from what I saw. Um, harnesses, fishnets, pain and pleasure. Uh, there's this look on Instagram that she does of David Bowie from Labyrinth. And from that point on, I'm like, all right, I'm sold. Uh, this is brilliant. Um, and then, of course, she, she's also apparently like super disgusting. What people were saying on Reddit is that she's gross. Like what you see mm -hmm. in videos on YouTube and on Instagram doesn't even cut it. Like she's absolutely disgusting which i'm excited to hear about and <clears throat> if you want to taste so to speak uh <laughs> she tells this great story uh i guess they had to get up and tell like their most disgusting story and granted this wasn't like so disgusting but for uh you know a gay audience they might be shocked and appalled uh, but she colin you will not want to hear this story um i knew this was gonna be <laughs> Fecal in nature. Yeah, it's about farting during sex, and I won't tell you uh, what happens after that, but... Um, well, you know... <laughs> it's great. Where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> so... Clean up on aisle bedroom. Um, yeah, you might want to bring in a little uh, fire hose. Yeah, but anyway, so Priscilla's gorgeous. Uh, there's this glamour aspect that's also filthy, right? So I think of bitch put in in that sense where like you saw this queen that could do glam and that could do kind of a RuPaul drag race glamazon look. But then there's like something that they do with their brush and it, all of a sudden it's like, oh, you're, you're a vampire, you're spooky, you're dead, you're gross. Um, and I feel like Priscilla is going to bring us that, that there's this like, you know, vampiness to her, but then she's just going to, she's going to be coming from a grave. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I think what I, what's, I was going to say what's sort of indulgent in a way with Dracula is like the grossness. Like it's, it's that thing of like, I would never go there, but I'll watch you go there. <laughs> and then I'll know what going there is like, you know, I, I don't need to drink mop water, but I appreciate that bitch put and did, you know, right? it's like, so, it's like divine. It's like, I would never eat dog shit, but I appreciate that you did, you know, <laughs> right. I appreciate that. Like, here is this nightmare in my mind and you're like, well, I'm just going to fucking yeah. do it and film. Yeah. It. And I think that's, it's not about the act itself. It's about the abandon. It's about the the daring. It's about the boldness. It's about the like, you know, fuck you to the world. Like, I'm going to break the rules. Like, I think it's it's just kind of exciting to like get to see somebody do that from the safety of your own couch. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I, the show is always exciting to me, even if I skip the extermination challenges because I'm, you know, 
a wimp. But uh, and also no shame, no shame. You know, it's like I didn't watch Fear Factor anyway. But uh. yeah, I mean, I I skipped most of the or a lot of the exterminations from season two. I, you know, the I would say there was one of them like the ice bucket. Yeah, the one. ice bucket I think one, that one was worth watching. The uh, the paintball one was worth watching. Oh, I didn't watch that. Cause I don't like paintball. Oh, oh, you know what? I, I'm not going to get into it. I, I did paintball once as a kid. Oh, you told me the story. The yeah, you told me the story. Yeah. And it yeah. hurt. Even like the ones that like, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Man up. I Colin. would rather. Man up. <laughs> I'd rather. I'd rather drink mop water. You know, would you really? Um, you would really drink mop water. No, <laughs> no. I'll. I'm not going to ever be in a situation where I have to choose between paintball and mop water. Well, maybe Dragula's the place. We'll see. Maybe. Who? Maybe. Barbara, please, for season five of Dragula. <laughs> Who's next on your list, Mary? Yeah. Yeah, I'm working on it. Uh, okay. Uh, so next up on my list is uh, I'm going to save, you know, one I think we're probably both very excited to talk about. So let's talk briefly about louisiana purchase okay yeah who don't know much about louisiana louisiana might might be the oldest queen louisiana's 42 so i'm happy to see how rude you know, mary older queens. how rude you know age is in the mind i just said oldest in terms of comparative numbers how, i wouldn't say oldest really <laughs> really really you're never too young you're never too old to dream you know um <laughs> I lost 200 pounds. Anyway, sorry. Um, that's so terrible. But she did. She lost 200 pounds. Mama's home. She has, yeah, she has chickens and kids and a husband. And she got on Drag Race. And then she she was the best part of season two. Oh, God. I, yes, she was. She, when she, she waved yes, off Dusty. She waved off Dusty. Oh, Tempest. What a brilliant queen. Uh, yeah. I would love to see Tempest live. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Tempest. So, you know, no knocking age. She did a lot. Uh, so... Um, Louisiana Purchase, Chad Merritt, if you will, from Austin. I don't know much about this queen. Doing my research, I said I it was, it's a mix between this is a, a deep cut. Um, Angelica Houston meets the Goddess Bunny. Mm. The Goddess Bunny, this is uh, in face only because the Goddess Bunny is this kind of like um, trans drag performer who has polio. So um, it, there's this video of the goddess bunny like doing this tap dance and like a little pink frilly thing that i think went around the internet like but like i don't know 12 13 years ago in the e-bombs world era of the internet and no one had any context it was just this like creepy looking because like she's being creepy and she's like you know staring into the camera and being kind of eerie but people were kind of watching it from this like oh look at this creepy like you know monster and it was very like uh it wasn't disability friendly. And so then when you kind of get the context of like, oh, wow, you're like, you're a performer, you're a drag queen who has polio, who's in a wheelchair, you know, you know, whatever. It's like you get more context. Oh. But anyway, all of that to say that if you watch that video, watch it from that lens and not from the lens of like, look at this gross thing. Oh, okay. um, you know what I mean? So, uh, but Louisiana purchased for some reason her face and the goddess bunny's face. There's just this like, very stark similarity um that's probably a i don't know if that's a compliment but it is what it is uh i i don't know anything about her i just the the impression that i got i kind of got like a violet tchotchke at 45 quality i got a you know i don't know i i have to be honest this is one of the queens where i was like 
put in the Trinity Taylor bucket of like, I could be wrong about you, but I may save the receipt on this Louisiana. Oh, <laughs> oh God. I was wondering where that was going to go. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to say. I don't want to spend more than a French quarter on this queen. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, maybe maybe you'll take what's north of the Mason Dixon line, but uh, certainly nothing below it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, no, thank you. Um, I just hope this queen jazzed it up with Jadarans on uh, this season of Dragula. Ugh. That's what I'm asking for. Jazz it up, Louisiana. All right. Uh, yeah, I know nothing about but, uh, Louisiana Purchase. Uh, I do like the name. I think it's a clever name. So, yeah, I think it's a great name. It's a great drag yeah. name. I. This is just the one queen where, like, I was like, I don't know what I think. So that's how I'm entering this. I don't know what I think of you. You know, for the but... first time uh, in Dragula seasons, I guess first time after two, um, but seeing the cast of season three, I was I was surprised at how many of them didn't read as, oh, you're a monster or you're a creature. I expected mm-hmm. more of them to, to be that <clears throat> kind of spooky have that spooky element to them um, and less of them seem to have that or at least like the performances that I'm seeing I'm like oh well I guess it makes sense you can't go full tilt all the time um, but I'm also kind of like all right well what what did the Boulay brothers see you know who knows uh, so I was surprised uh, and it, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. Louisiana Purchase is one of those queens we were kind of like oh you could you could be like a James Majesty where it's like, I could see you on RuPaul's Drag Race also, that aesthetic. Yeah, I mean, I think if, I would say if I could maybe find a more relevant reference, I, I'm getting like a Brooklyn Heights and meets Violet Tchotchke quality, which is great. I guess it's it's that point of like, can you get gross you with this scary? the same way that yeah. like, yeah, the same way Halloween can, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, they're going to be making up their face or getting ready next to Hollow Eve. It's kind of like, well... Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hollow's like putting needles through their lips and like, you know, Louisiana is just putting on a subtle, you know, a subtle rouge. I just, I wonder. That's my question. But I... We I want to... Yeah, prove by me this. wrong, right? Trinity Taylor, prove me wrong. Yeah. I Yeah. Yeah, I know nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, you can just... Uh, no, I won't make a Hurricane Katrina Thank you. joke. Let's just move Thank on. you. Thank you. You can make a Tempest du jour joke, but... Oh, see, I could have connected that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, let's let's see if Louisiana Purchase turns this competition into the ninth ward. Uh, next <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, I'm done, Mary. I, I You're over. I'm over. We're canceled. Uh, the next queen. Oh, are we canceled? <laughs> I, I feel like with Dragula, we don't have to be so politically correct. It's not season 10 of Drag Race anymore. I, I, like, I, yes. I can stop with yes. that, right? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> okay, I think great. We, we still need to be sensitive to impact. But anyway. Well, no, let me. Yes, of course. But I just I'm not going to. I think as we move into this new era of All Right, Mary, I'm I know how to I know how to talk. I've been doing this for a little while, you know, 34 years, 31, 33, depending on when I really learned. But um 
I like what doesn't inspire joy for me is when I'm recording and I'm thinking, oh no, who's listening and what are they going to say about what I'm saying? And I catch myself doing that with RuPaul's Drag Race all the time. Uh, and I don't think it makes for interesting content. I think it's boring. Oh, yeah. And I, I agreed, would, Mary. I'd rather yeah. be honest and tick someone off because I didn't like, you know, play bumper bowling than play bumper bowling. I gotcha. Yes, um, I'm with you. I I laughed at the 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 pseudo hurricane katrina joke and then was like well you know as they say in comedy some jokes are funnier than others so that that's all mary <laughs> well you know i stand by my drag so um <laughs> you know uh good um i yeah. i support you and yes i think we should be uh as honest yeah. and unfiltered as we can on this podcast so uh cheers to that mary yeah cheers to that cheers to that cheers a glass of mop water to that <laughs> ah. ah tastes like the cafeteria <laughs> um the next one on my list is maxi glamour uh from st louis uh, we got an email very early on when the drag Dragula cast was announced from Sister Mary Stephen, who got very excited because he's from St. Louis and was like, oh, my God, Maxi Glamour is going to be on. Um, and so started uh, started telling me a little bit about what they do. And uh, this I feel like this is our type of queen, Mary, Maxi Glamour, uh, because they infuse their drag with activism and the things that they're doing with their platform are really important and they're doing really nice things for people, uh, which I, which I love. Uh, I guess if I were to describe, describe Maxi Glamour in any way, it would be kind of like a cross between Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas and Thandie Newton from Westworld. Oh, Okay, I can get yeah, into that. Ex except yeah. no, uh, their normal look is blue. They're kind of this blue demon all the time. And uh, they're, they're a designer. They're classically trained um, in dance and the flute. They play the flute. Okay, Mary? Um, yeah, wow. so this is someone with a lot of possibility as a drag artist. And, um, you know, they... They help clean up the downtown area. They do um, children's library readings in the suburbs, okay? And, you know, you have this non-binary non black queen going into the white flight suburbs of St. Louis and reading to kids. I'm just kind of like, that's pretty fucking badass, right? Yeah, can we just get, like, that TV show? I know. Can we just get, like, <laughs> that? That's, I mean, I'd like to see, like, there's the story. There's the character. There's the setting. Keep it in St. Louis. Nothing's ever set in St. Louis. Let's see what St. Louis yeah. is like. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's let's see Maxi Glamour. You know, um, I don't have any. I don't have any good. You know, uh, <laughs> um, you know, Maxi loves company. Misery love isn't Missouri loves company. So. Um, Missouri loves. <laughs> okay, Mary. I'm working on it. I'm all with. Right, I'm, I'm with research. I I used all my creative juices on all those Hurricane Katrina oh. jokes. So I'm I'm You're all out of away, it by the right, time Mary? I got You're to. Blown away. I'm, yeah, just Your yeah. I'm just flooded. you know I'm. Yeah. Um, I'm bending over backwards to figure out a St. Louis joke. That's a uh, arch yeah. reference. <laughs> oh 
man. If I don't explain the jokes, no one <laughs> gets them. That's what they say. That's the feedback that we got on Twitter is you guys need to explain your jokes. Yeah, and then, and then we so get, just and then we get feedback, feedback. Stop explaining our jokes, right? Well, I know. We've never gotten – no one has ever asked us to explain our jokes. It's a joke, Mary. I'm explaining the joke about oh, explaining God, the joke. shut up. Shut up. Ugh. Hey, Brad. Um, so uh, the tagline for Maxi Glamour is – uh, St. Louis queen of polka and baklava. And they explain it. I needed a tagline and I knew no one would have that one. It transcends cultural boundaries because no one really knows where baklava came from. And polka is just loud and rambunctious. And I'm kind of like, oh, work, Mary. I'm into that. I'm into that. I'm into all of that. But why am I like Googling baklava <laughs> origin right now? Same. Like, tell Same. me that. Yeah, right. Um. I mean, listen. <laughs> Ottoman Empire, you know, just a nice place to put your feet up, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's some great quotes in this wonderful interview um, that you can find online, you know, like 10 things you need to know about Maxi Glamour. Um, and that was one of my favorite quotes. The other one, uh, I think you'll I think you'll like this one. Learn from your queer elders. Respect them. They're the ones that kept the bars open and alive for years. They were innovative. They were avant-garde. So don't treat these queer pioneers as disposable. So I'm kind of like, all right. Yeah. I mean, that's, I think that's the, you know, I think the best way to put, to respond to that is this is how we should all hope people will talk about us when we're older. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe not as pioneers, maybe not as trailblazers, but not as these like sacks of meat that refuse to die. Right. You know? Right. Like, I don't know. I can. I'm always on board with somebody who can like look up the line and say, "Hey, uh, you did it knowing less than I know." Totally. Yeah. No, it's it's exciting. It's special. So anyway, I'm glad that Maxi mm -hmm. is on the show just so that their platform is highlighted. Who knows how they're gonna do? Uh, it it seemed like exciting drag, but again, if you look at Hollow Eve. Uh, Eva Destruction, uh, you know, Yolska, um, and then the next one that you're going to do, I'm just kind of like, all right, well, we'll see how far you go. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see the challenge. Yeah, it, it's going to be uh, hard to compete with uh, the first drag king on Dragula, and that'd be Landon Sider from Long Beach. Delicious. 39? <laughs> I Yes. Um Coming from the angry orchards of Long Beach, um, <laughs> I, um, I, I am. I first heard about Landon Sider from Bigger Mortis. I did not know him before. I really didn't know any drag kings. I, let's be honest. I wasn't. I wasn't out there, you know, with this huge catalog. Mm. And so, Vigor uh, was a great entryway entry point into drag kings. Landon Sider is going to be. Uh, I think for so many people is going to be just this like access point of like oh okay so this is what a drag drag king could be mm -hmm. you know not what a drag king is but what a drag king yeah. could be and uh, you know looking through looking through Landon's Instagram and and you know just like different looks he's done and and kind of taking in that a drag king can I guess what I'm trying to say is it's I'm so used to seeing drag kings where they're putting on the gender in a in a way that is a lot of other things other than being sexy and then when i see a drag king being like a sexy guy i'm like wow this really does fuck with your head a little i get why so many straight men will see a drag queen and be like i just 
I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm, I, I'm attracted. I, I am genuinely attracted to this. And I think that's, that's what I'm most excited by with Land Insider is like the, the sort of like reaction that I'm having to seeing performed gender and like, uh, performed like masculinity in these, in these, in this, in a drag competition. Mm. Um, and, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm, to me, Landon uh, just feels like, like much like Hollow Eve, where it's like I just want to see, or Eve of Destruction, where like I want to see as much of you as possible, and that's why I want you to go far. Oh yeah. I, well, I'll speak to that in a second, but I do have a question. Does is Landon Sider's drag? Uh, do you think on Dragula it's going to be um, gender, you know, towards a gender? Um, commentary do you think that's going to play a part or is it just like oh there's another monster on the stage that you know might have a penis you know um that's a good question because i think i think you we i feel like in some ways like we are so used to let's just go with a version of like you know quote unquote fishy drag you know drag where you're putting on this this you know this aesthetic this you know classically pleasing aesthetic um and I think that that there's lots of commentary there. There's all these nuances about like, you know, whether you're suggesting how a woman should look or you're, you know, mm. creating the fantasy of what people think a woman should look right. like or whatever. There's commentary. We're just so used to it that I wonder if like, well, yeah, there's always commentary in the mere fact that um, this cisgendered lesbian is putting on you know, this, this Adam Lambert, you know, drag. Of course, there's commentary just in that. I don't know how overt it's going to be beyond sure. that. Um but I feel like that's also what I'm excited by is like all the things I'm desensitized by drag mm. queens and then seeing it with fresh eyes through a drag. Oh, king. yeah. And again, it's another one of those things where it's like Land Insider. It it would be silly, not silly. I guess I shouldn't color it that way. But I would hope that Landon would go far on the show just for, you know, Hopefully it's because they're doing well on the show, but also because we want to see what else they do because it's an important platform, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, and I think, you know, there's also that feeling of as you get to know, you know, it's sort of like you start to develop your favorites, you know, just the ones you're yeah. rooting for. And you're like, I just want to, it's like, you know, when we first discovered Sasha right. Valor and it was like, I just, I'm excited by you. And I just, I just, I love yeah. you. You know, it's like you go to that place. And I think, yeah, there's a bit of that with Landon as well. Um, I also like, this is not really drag related to Landon's drag, but Landon um, or Christine has a wife and, you know, she had some post about the two of them. And uh, there was just this quote that I, I was, it just stuck out to me. It's like, oh, isn't that what a, what a healthy point of view in terms of like being in a relationship? And she said, where we've grown together, we nourish. Where we've grown apart, we respect and encourage. Oh. And I thought, wow, that's so healthy and evolved. Oh. And I, you know, I, I'm always excited to see the human underneath the drag, like with the Ovska. So that was very, it told me who christine underneath landon is you know or how she Got thinks it. you know or how she speaks you know well that yeah uh, that'll be exciting in the boudoir uh to maybe mm -hmm. maybe she'll bring some reason um if if any of these queens uh, you act know, up, you know <laughs> i would love nothing more than for the lesbian to be the voice of reason <laughs> in the same room. same Ugh, it God. would make sense it would totally make sense <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So for those reasons, um, yeah, my I'm rooting for Landon. I'm rooting for Hollow. I'm rooting for Eva. Uh, rooting for Yovska. There's there's ones that I'm just like I just want to see what else you're doing. 
um, on the show. I just want you to mm-hmm. last longer. Um, the last one I have is uh, from New York City. <clears throat> um, our lovely New York City. Madeline Hatter. Mm. Uh, Madeline Hatter, uh, I guess she lives, like her home base is the Ritz. So if you ever go to the Ritz, uh, she's usually there on a Sunday or a, a Wednesday. Um, and you wouldn't, if you went to a Madeline Hatter show, you wouldn't think, oh, this is a Dragula queen. It's just, that's not, that's mm-hmm. not <clears throat> where Madeline, I think, where her drag always lives. But I, I feel like there are things that she's done where it's like, oh, okay, that is part of your aesthetic or that is within your reach. And in her own words, she doesn't like labels. She doesn't like letting, you know, types of queens define her. Hello? Oh, sorry. I was just uh, scrolling her fandom page and this audio, this this video ad just started playing. Um, I just wanted to see if I if I could see any pictures of her while you were talking. But oh go my on. god! All I heard was crap. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what. Let me see what it is. I muted it. Let's see if it'll show me what I was trying to watch. Um, oh, it's gone now. Good. I guess they. Uh, but yeah, but anyway, um, she she safe. basically doesn't want to be boxed in. She's like, yeah, sure, have a brand, but uh, she doesn't want to be boxed in by anything. Um, which you know mm-hmm. I have respect for. Um, there's this great video of her. <clears throat> online uh, it's like six minutes long where you kind of get to know Madeline a lot there's a lot of emotional moments in it um, so if you want to connect with her on an emotional level she talks about her her upbringing with her parents her, her rocky relationship or non-existent relationship with her mother um, and and all of that she was voted most likely not to return in her high school yearbook uh, she just hated it there she was bullied the fuck out of there so um she says that uh, it's it's very much like a, a Jessica Rabbit. I'm not bad. I'm just drawn that way. She's like, yeah, I'm actually not a bitch. I just look like a bitch. So I'm kind of like into that. Um, Madeline is, uh, she's got a wig business, Mad Wigs, M-A-D-D. Um, and she basically, she, she styles and sells wigs. And that's kind of like a big part of her career. Um, I'm assuming that after Dragula, she's going to be performing a lot more. Um, and on her Instagram is great. Uh, she's very active on Instagram. Um, I, I, I have no, nothing else to say about Madeline Hatter except I've seen her at Bushwig. She was phenomenal. Um, she has a great version of Crazy in Love by Beyonce, but the slower version from uh, what's that? Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, well, that's good because nobody ever does the original. <laughs> I've like never seen anyone do Beyonce. Well, so well, that's it's, good. No, it's the slow version, and she is in you know basically dead drag. Uh, it's spooky drag, so uh, it's good. It's uh, it works really, really well. And I'm like, oh, you're doing this to a Beyonce song? Okay, work. Um, yeah, she seems like a really, really fun energy, uh, and we'll see how far she goes. Uh, I, I think the cha- the challenge yeah. with her will be similar to Bitch Puddin', right? Where it's like. Okay, you you can do this type of drag. Can you push your push your boundaries of of the paranormal um, throughout the competition? Well, I think that's I think that's important to remember, right? Is like bitch pudding. I think like yeah, she came in as like oh, but can you be spooky? Can you be creepy? And then it was you know obviously yes, she <laughs> could. Yeah. So you know so that that first impression yeah can be very misleading. I I know her name because you know each season of Drag Race she was someone that people were kind of yeah. you know she was often on the on the rumored list and you know people would be kind of like trying to rule out whether she was on or not 
So I kind of expected to see her either, or actually expected her to see her on Drag Race at some point, but I'm excited that she's on Dragula. Same. She's apparently uh, Victoria Elizabeth Black's drag mother. So oh, she's I a drag grandma. Oh, grandma. Yeah. Grandma. Grandma. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's what they said on fandom RuPaul's Drag Race fandom dot com backslash wiki backslash Madeline Hatter. Um, uh, yeah, so she and her drag granddaughter will be doing a little um, baby Nana competition together. <laughs> mud wrestling. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that'll be an extermination sure. challenge. Mud wrestling. Um, I oh. am. Yeah, I'm excited for Madeline. I'm go. I do plan on going, and I know uh, we talked about going together at some point. But I do plan on going to see Madeline's show at Macri Park, where she, where we're watching uh, Dragula season three live. Uh, I think that'll be exciting to see her host a Dragula viewing party. It's like, come on, girl, work. Like, yeah, let's do this. Like, why aren't there viewing parties for Dragula? You know, what about East Clam Rock? Yeah. So, um, yeah. What about Dragula is not yeah, expensive. Yeah. So I'm yeah. I um, am excited to see what kind of crowd it draws, what kind of, you know, uh, energies in the room uh, versus like a RuPaul's Drag Race viewing party. I, I think it's, yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see her. I think obviously she's a new, she's York a great queen. performer. We'll she's a great her. performer. Yeah. 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 And who knows? Maybe maybe she'll come on and uh, chit chat. Oh, with I would us. love that. Yeah, wouldn't it be great if we got Madeline yeah. Hatter? Oh, <laughs> I I I think you know what? Let's just let's just get all of them. Let's get Yavska, but Yavska has to wear <laughs> his his full drag the whole time and um, stay in character. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I want Yavska you know, to wear the Bigfoot uh, look. Oh, the Bigfoot look is great. Yeah. We can interview Priscilla, and she can just eat cigarettes the whole time. It'll be it'll be great. Each interview is like an extermination of like how long we can. Oh, there last. you go, Mary. Oh no, don't test them. Yeah. Oh my God, don't put that out there. No. I mean, you know, if it gets them on the show, whatever, you know, bring the mop yeah. water. Oh, you know what I'll tell them to do? I'll just be like, you know what? If you just want to end the end the interview, just start air guitaring. Just start air guitaring, and then uh, it'll be over. That is Colin will be the yeah, ultimate. Uh, 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 he'll he'll just run Ugh. through the wall. You'll just see his silhouette. You know? Yeah, that'll that'll take me out like a like a cyanide eight ball. Yeah, I would be. Uh, oh my god! Nope, nope. Uh, well, uh, that's Dragula. That's the cast. I mean, obviously, it's eleven. Uh, I'd be really surprised if there were just eleven. Why they didn't do twelve? But then again, you know, I've. OCD, so it's like, all right, well, because uh. mm. somebody has to go home first, <laughs> to quote Yarda Sophia. It's a good impression. It's a good impression. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks, um, thanks, well, thanks. Um, any any other final thoughts, final predictions? I'm I'm just so excited for All Right Scary. Mm, me too. And you know, it starts I'm, next week. It starts yeah, next week, Mary. Uh, yeah, yeah. We summer vacation is over. Let's also just mention that summer vacation. We've been on vacation and it's over. Yeah, it's over now, and we're waking up in a coffin and we're gonna crawl out of the ground. I, um, mm-hmm. I, I think our Mary should know. Actually, I'll start the outro if if that's fine with you. Yeah, yeah. Wrap it up. <laughs> um. Uh, well, you know. Not all the time, right, Mary? I mean, if you're into that, but, you um, know. So, uh, Mary's, if you have any thoughts on the Drago Season 3 casting, uh, you can let us know at allrightmary 
on Twitter, or you can reach out to us uh, via email at allrightmarypodcast at gmail.com or find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com. Um, we are beginning our Dragula recap episodes next week. Um, apparently, they they fall on a Tuesday. They come out on a Tuesday. We will not keep you waiting all week to drop on a Monday, Mary. Do not worry. We are going to be changing our drop date. Um, if you're sad about that, you can still listen to us on Monday. It's fine. If you're a, a, a Matreon supporter, yeah. you can, you know, we'll drop those on Mondays. But um, yeah, we'll, we're aiming for a Thursday or a Friday drop, uh, depending. Uh, you know, if you're lucky, maybe a hot take and it'll come out a little sooner. Who knows? Um, but that's that's where that is. And if you want, you can follow me on Instagram um, at Johnny also. Uh, and of course, you can get more of me on my podcast in the details, a celebration of nuance. And you can find me on Twitter at Colin Drucker and on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course, if you want to be a Matreon and you want to get um, all kinds of exclusive content and uh God knows what else we'll put on there. You're going to have to find out by going to patreon.com backslash all right, Mary. Yeah, and uh, next week we are dissecting the Catwoman transformation scene from the 1992 classic Batman Returns starting, starring Miss Shelley Pfeiffer. So, yeah, so uh, get that <laughs> woof woof here and a woof woof there. I was going to say, there. get that Gotham Lady perfume on, Mary, and uh, start yeah, it up. And see if your boss will. You know, make you stay after for a candlelight meeting for yeah, two. you know, see how much yummier you feel, Mary. Um, oh. <laughs> Just the yummiest. I, I feel like Fancy Feast. <laughs> Not a Sheba, uh, but a Fancy Feast. No, no. Whiskers. Whiskers, yeah. Um, Mary's, uh, we're going to end it there, but uh, we will see you next week where it's all happening and it's all starting up again. And uh, we're excited. We'll see you then. So yeah.